And we're live, brother. All right, man. How Cheers. are you? Let me let me pop my this. Your beer. Cheers. Okay, so one of Maxi's questions was before we started, he was like, "Can we sit on the podcast?" So um, yeah, say fuck all you want, man. All right, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say that all the time. I mean, all the time off the the podcast, you know. But uh, I don't know, man. If it comes up, it comes up. Hey, how do you how do you like um when you talk to your wife, right? Or even mm. when you're on the phone and you're next to your kid, right? Mm. Do you try to not swear? I think by accident, yes, I actually done that before. But normally, okay. I'm very polite to her, so the swear words doesn't really come out. Of course, that's right. Unless yeah. you're describing something else, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's mm. one of the things I wanted to chat with you about, bro. Like mm. communication with your wives. No, <laughs> like since both of us are married. That's right. No, I, I actually love being married. Oh. Same. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's not bad. I love it. I think it's great. It's one of the, not one of the. It is the best decision I've made in my life. Where I was getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's the baby. Let's see when the baby comes. Mm-hmm. I'm quite excited for that. Um, mm-hmm. How? What's the major changes, dad life has done to you? Getting fat. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, but there's a bit of a weight gain. But this, uh, you know, is all attributes from something else. Uh, because I was really, really busy in what 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on kin, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. The schedule is crazy. Oh, tell me about it. And uh, I mean, you were in Tanglin before. I think you know. So, I, 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 bro, I was complaining. I was like, why are my JC pants getting tighter and tighter? And I realized while talking to Charlie, it's because I'm getting fat, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what happened to me, man. Out of Conti. So yeah. you know, as actor, we need to take care of our continuity. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So that was something that went out of hand. You oh, know, man. my my pen size was getting like uh, my pants were getting tighter. You know, the waist was getting thicker. Oh, you feel it, man. So, yeah, I feel it, and they had to do like a wardrobe change. I think like a, a few times. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. serious. That's serious. Yeah. Hey, um, when you when you have a kid, right? You mm. talk about weight gain, but would you say that it's almost like the way you prioritize your time changes when you become a father? Kinda, kinda, because every day you're just gonna leave like um, a bit of time just to play with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, right now things are kind of easier. I think the toughest time was like uh, the first three months okay. after his birth because uh, he'll wake up like every two hours. Okay. And I was usually doing the night shift, so I gotta feed him like every two hours. Rain is his name. Yeah, right? rain, rain, rain. Wait, rain. what do you mean night shift? I'm doing the night shift, so he'll wake up every two hours when he's asleep at night. Oh, right, right. But, but the wife has the boobs. She needs to feed him. She has. She was having the boobs. I mean, uh, Rain was breastfed for the she, first she month. She still is, by the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for Thankfully, the first month, he's breastfed only. Yeah. Oh, And okay, then the okay. decision came, you know, uh, we thought it was kind of challenging. We say, mm-hmm. uh, wow, um, well, I don't want you to... You know, being pain, having mm. your breast and gorge all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? We we just make it simpler. We just switch your formula. You know, I really don't think it's that much of a big deal. I mean, mother's okay. milk is the best. Okay. And uh, you know, I can I can advise you know uh upcoming parents or fathers you know which brands to buy. They are cheaper. And okay. Look at my son, man. He's really smart and uh, he's not breastfed. He's he's only breastfed for like one month. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That, that you know that's interesting because very often I hear like okay because because the woman is the one with the boobs with the with the tits you mm. can call it, um therefore she needs to wake up with the child and look after the child. But if you mm. say that look formula works equally as great why not right then dad can do his job and look after and uh, you brought up a very important point because she has the boobs Mm -hmm. but i want her to have the rest so what she did was she actually like pump the milk out freeze it so i had to like 
unfreeze Ooh. it and right, feed right. the baby. Ah. Yeah, and and then it's interesting because you start uh-huh. feeding him with a syringe, and then when he starts to like uh you know get wait he as in not not the the what? bottle yeah yeah not yeah, the bottle it slow slowly transits into a bottle feeding. Oh yeah, yeah because it uh, he takes in more milk so that's why you need a bottle and it's easier oh. so yeah. Well, I'm feed. learning, man. Yeah, I'm learning to to be to be just very transparent about the whole thing. Uh, mm. My wife and I had a miscarriage actually. Oh, okay. um, this was like right before we went on our honeymoon and all that. Sorry, so um, that's nah, all good. Mm. Uh, it was within the the first month, you know. So I think um, but you know things happen, and we we're able to I guess empathize and journey with other people who have gone through mm. miscarriages as well, you know. Yeah. Um, but during that time when I when I first found out like that my my wife was even. Conce- you know, we've conceived the baby you know at that point I was just like oh man what do I do like I was excited and I was like as a father it's like I, I, I want to do something but I don't know what to do you know I just want to do more is yeah, that a regular yeah, feeling? yeah you really want to help out you want to be productive about the whole yeah. thing but sometimes you just don't know what to do <laughs> yeah exactly you just don't know what to do and the most important thing out of this I realize is just being there there for your wife right. physically present yeah so you may not be doing anything Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not just saying okay maybe you shouldn't like be on your phone all the time but just be beside her it helps a lot and it helps a lot with postnatal depression right. because actually Liz kind of got it Is that's really a thing huh? yeah Post- she got it just for the first three days Okay. and because I was so present it was gone in three days so right. thank, thank God for that Yeah. What, 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 is that? what does postnatal depression look like? Um, you know they're kind of lost because like they're okay. carrying like a human being inside their body for so long and now it's out and then they don't know how to adapt to the life the new life right. with a baby that's constantly like crying and uh. it doesn't just affect like women yeah, it affects men too so right. I thought I kind of I also got it man because okay. it was like really stressful I didn't know how to adapt to my new life I think I sort of got it okay. but uh, you know I think the key thing is to always talk to, um, be open about your... Communication. Yeah, just mm. talk to uh, fellow fathers. Mm. And uh, talking actually relieves stress. Right, and, uh, right, right. I do have a few trusted friends which I normally communicate to. And okay. just by talking about it, you know, uh, yeah... It helps. Right. It helps. Right. It helps no, to I, take that I, away. Yeah. I do think it really helps when you like bounce ideas of people, you know, and and get to mm-hmm. and get to chat with them and all that. Hey, I wanted to like take a step back, right? So, um, b- before we even went into that, we're talking about like weight gain and weight loss and all this, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're a good testimony of it, man, because you used to be a chubby dude. Yeah. No, sorry. Before that, you used to be a fat dude yeah. who became a chubby dude yeah. who then became a fit dude again. A really, really fit dude. A, a, ri- a ripped dude. A ripped dude. A like ripped a, dude. And I remember you did it on keto. I did it on keto, yeah. Okay. It took me about six months. I did it for fun. I lost 17 kgs. And then I decided to challenge myself. And I, wo- I got into a, like an amateur fight. Okay, yes. No, yeah. I was there. I watched the... Wait, which? The Muay Thai fight? There was two. You were there for... I think you were there for the first one. Ah, the first one I trained up with you. Under the HDB. Oh, you trained me up for both, man, I think. Oh, yeah? I'm pretty sure I was with both. No, one, no. one was with Josh. Okay, one, there was one I fought in like an open mat. 
Were you there? You were there as a spectator, hey bro, I think, right? Yeah, I think the first one, I, I was just a spectator. And the second, the second one, one, we, we trained. trained up together. You were helping me with my camp. Yeah, yeah that's right. Late that's at right. night, we were tra- training. This like extra remedial training. That's you know, right. And I remember, drills. I remember Maxi going, uh, can you not fight in the bladed style? Can you do it like more Muay Thai? Because I need to fight a Muay Thai fighter. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then that was about, okay, I, I even know the day. That was about 2018. The reason why I know this is because I just started back in karate during that time in about 2018 and I went into a karate competition and I lost kata first round and the kumite, I did like a horrible job and I got disqualified from the competition and you were cornering me at the time. Bro, uh, my fight actually happened after that thing because I think it was uh, 2019. Was it after that? Yeah, it was after that. And oh. yeah, 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 it was a great fight, man. You did really well. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know. I didn't understand the rules. Um, just to fill you in on that, bro. So uh, this no, it's not even this year. It's last year, twenty twenty one. I ended up going back into a competition, mm-hmm. and um, I won gold for kata. Oh. So then I went to I went into a national team, and then I just recently came back from the world championships, and I got a twenty ninth ranking, man. Wow! Yeah, so world ranking, world ranking, twenty ninth wow. in the world championships. So I'm speaking to number twenty nine here. Uh, yeah, yeah, not number one, but number twenty nine. I hope it's good enough for it's you. Not yeah, it's a <laughs> top hundred, man, in the yeah, world. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's um yeah. yeah, I think it's uh it's a it's a pathway forward. Mm. And interestingly, the guys who I fought um oh the the first guy I fought in in that thing, his name is Ivan. Mm. I get along with him now. He still represents for um Kumite. Mm. Um, but the the other dude, uh, I I haven't seen him again. Oh. Yeah, but which uh, one? The one you killed? Uh, the, yeah, the one who I accidentally <laughs> kicked in the head very, very hard. Uh, yeah, I just didn't didn't understand the game, you know. And then now, now that you know, I go to watch karate at a world championship level. I start to understand, like, oh, that's what kumite is. Oh, that's what semi touches. Oh, this is how you play the game. Oh, right, these are the right. rules. Because you know? it's really a point based sport. And when I was yeah. cornering you, I thought you were kicking ass, man, because you're like landing heavy blows, you're throwing him down, you're kicking him in the face. I thought, man, my man got this. But when the results came, like, oh my god, fuck these guys, they don't know how to score fights, man. My man yeah. won, like, from start to finish. This yeah, is how man. you beat up, but... You know, it's an entirely different it's sport. A sport. It's, yeah. yeah. What's the style of karate? It's uh, well, it's called sports kumite. Oh, so sports it's kumite. like a did you did you see point base? Yeah. So one of the things I eat, Joe Rogan talks about this as well. But the right. the heaviest weight class in the Olympic male category. Did you see how the guy won? Nah, I didn't. Okay, he got knocked out, oh. and then he won the gold medal. Because the guy who the silver medalist, so it's like Saudi Arabia versus, I want to say Iran. I hope I didn't get the country wrong, but basically the Iranian guy he dived in, and the Saudi Arabian guy threw a roundhouse, and the roundhouse caught him on the face. He got knocked out flat, and they disqualified the Saudi Arabian guy because they said that you were excessive contact. And so the guy who got knocked out dead on the floor, he ended up taking the gold medal. Yeah. You know, it kind of sucks because you're not supposed to win that way. Yeah. I hope you can sleep at night. That's all I can say. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, you know, this is how the sport is played and, and all that. But but anyway, yeah, that that's one thing. Mm. Um, martial arts is something that we both, that we have in common, that we connect over. Yeah. Um, the other thing we connect over is acting, obviously. Duh. The first yeah. time we met was on set of an Octo shoot. Yes, yes, yes. You remember that? I remember that. And you were the lead, man. You're the main man. man. I I was. I I cannot remember the name of that particular TV show, but it was it was like a like a TV show musical thing. Yeah, it was like a musical. You, you were like a dancer or like a like guitarist. a dan- yeah dancer drummer. I think I was a dancer. Hip hop thing going on. Yeah. Yep. I first that was when I first got into acting, and mm. that that was directed by Sam. Sam Low. 
Yes, oh, Sam Lowe, okay, who okay. till this day I think is one of the coolest directors, man. I think it's cool, man. Really awesome dude. Um, yeah. That that was before he did uh, Lang Tong and 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 yeah, all that other all stuff. All the really like juicy stuff. Yeah, he, he so he actually like so he actually directed Octo shows before. way before that, bro. Wow. He actually, do du- during that time when mm. he was still directing these Octo things, right? He actually had a conversation with me. Like we were at like a. I remember we're at like a like some sort of coffee shop somewhere, and he was he was like, "Hey, man, you know, I've got this idea of like what I what I really want to direct." And he was like explaining his vision and all this about Lang Tong, and I was like, "Man, sounds good, sounds good." When I actually saw the thing come out, I'm like, "Man, good effort, bro." You know, you you got to do what you're passionate about. And he was like, "Look, I I enjoy directing and all that, but mm. this is what's on my heart. You know, I want to produce one of them films." Wow. Well, I gotta catch that film, man. I haven't, like, you haven't seen, seen it. Whole. I've just seen like snippets of it. Ah, uh, okay. I, I guess you know which snippets. <laughs> yeah, people send me like, wow, 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 like, interesting, okay. man. Like, uh, good they're pushing it. Right, yeah, right. You need he, people to push. You his, know, the, even the crew he used to film that was like almost the same crew as the one that filmed the Octo thing. Oh wow! So yeah, so like, oh. talk about versatility, right? Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, yeah, so Sam was directing it. And I remember Sam was like, hey, man, we need a guy to pass you a guitar pedal. And Ooh. I said, okay, sounds good. And he goes, hey, I know this guy. He's really good at martial arts, you know, really good at like all these like weapons and shit as well. I'm just going to call him Dark. Hey, hey, give me a second. Then he like gives you a call and then you pop by something uh, like that. And I met you for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Because I think uh, a month prior to us meeting for the first time, mm-hmm. I actually shot this like Channel 5 docudrama with him. And uh, it was called like In Cold Blood. Oh, it got really viral. Yeah, yeah. In cold blood, right, right. I played like this sadistic son who was like hitting the mom all the time. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Uh huh. And yeah, after that, you know, he called me up and say, "Hey, do you want to do this? You know, it's like a cameo. You could like try and perhaps make a bit of money." I say, "Okay, free. I'm free. You know, why not?" Yeah. And you know what? Our boys to men has been like ten. It's like ten years ago. Okay. So this was about like twelve years ago. It was before that. I think twelve to thirteen years ago was that long. Ago. I met I met you and Charlie like, I I met you way before our boys, mm. and then I met Charlie right be- when our boys was already filmed but not released. Ooh. That's when I first worked with them. So when I met you guys it was like way 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 back, right? Yeah. Um. Hey, how do you how do you even get into like acting? Like what enticed you? What what made you say, look, I want to be on screen wow wow i i guess it was really uh, like uh when opportunity calls okay uh i was fighting an amateur f- kickboxing fight and there was okay. a stunt director who saw like you know i, I guess i don't for what reason he was uh, supporting me he was giving me instructions and uh for some funny reason my corner wasn't giving me instructions but this guy I didn't know this stunt director yeah 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 ah yeah. okay so right. he was giving me instructions so I followed it and I won that fight so afterwards this was in a cage or in a ring no it was in like an open mat kickboxing okay, okay. yeah and okay. Uh, after that he was like you know what I got like a stunt team going on you know I got jobs you know you got anything going on I say hey wow cool man you know I haven't I haven't like done stunts before, you know. Okay. But I could definitely pull my punches and not hurt anybody on screen, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. could stick, still take a hit and not get hurt. Right. And I, uh, bro, I felt your punches; they don't hurt at all. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just totally kidding. No, Maxi's very controlled. Maxi is very, very controlled. Yeah. yeah bro, I, I know what you can do. I know yeah, you yeah. Can. You know, control is very important, <laughs> not to hurt like your partner. <laughs> 
Sorry, just just kidding. But nah, anyway, nah, so, nah. so so this guy was cornering you and giving you advice, yeah. and then he kind of roped you onto his um, stunt. Yeah. So so, so it would it be fair though to say that you were a fighter first before an actor? Yeah, you could martial say that. Martial artist I was a, first. Aspiring fighter. Okay. Okay. Uh, martial artist, and then I became a stunt guy. So he mm. sort of kickstart this whole acting thing, and. Uh, because I was in poly, I did like mm. uh, interactive media design, Tomasic Poly. So I sort of like, oh, wow. I was majoring in filmmaking, okay. directing. So I thought that, you know what, uh, as a stunt guy, you know, I could see how others directors work on set. Right. And soon enough, very quickly, you know, I transited into acting. Mm-hmm. You no know, people on the set were like telling me, hey, you know, we kind of need someone to act. You know, can you do it? I think, you know. You're not too ugly. Bro, just be honest. Just say, yeah. I was too handsome to be a stuntman and therefore I decided to be an actor. <laughs> okay, if they uh, think that way. <laughs> right, right, right. But, okay. uh, you know, so from there and very lucky enough, you know, I went to several auditions and was successful. So that sort of kick-started my okay. career. What What did you grow up watching? Were you like a, like, I mean, you do stunts, right? Well, I mean, before stunts, you got into martial arts. I'm guessing like every other Asian guy, Bruce Lee is probably a reference or Jackie Chan? Um, Bruce Lee, mostly. Bruce Lee, Van Damme, you know, those action stars, yeah. Chuck Norris? Not re- not that much. <laughs> my love is jokes, though. <laughs> Bro, remember we we made a bet once, right? Because uh-huh. I said Chuck Norris is a Taekwondo guy. He said no, Chuck Norris is a karate Chuck, guy. Yeah. Then we had this debate. We kept going on and on, and yeah. turns out he does both, bro. And he does jujitsu. Chuck Norris can do anything, bro. He's Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He can uh, play, you know. Uh, he, he can, bro. So, there's so many Chuck Norris yeah, facts. Bro, you check it out. Man. Chuck Norris went to KFC and he ordered a Happy Meal and he got it, bro. Yeah, yeah, he can he can absolutely do anything. Chuck Norris got his daughter's virginity back. You know, that's how good he is, <laughs> dude. This Chuck Norris <laughs> thing can go on forever and ever, man. Um, so go, going down this thing, so you you went from, okay, let's say, let's let's call you uh, 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 a guy who just likes to watch action on film. Yeah, went into martial arts. From mm. martial arts, you kind of went and became a stuntman in some ways. Yeah. And through your training as a stuntman and also with your um, poly deg- uh, poly course that you were doing, mm. it kind of ushered you into this more acting style of things, right? Yeah. And then your... I, I don't know if I can call it a big break. Like I, I try to avoid the word big break because... I think a lot of good actors, right, do mm. a lot of their best work mm. before their so-called big break, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but the big break just happens to be that thing that people just happen to see. It just happened to be right place, right time. It got them big. But yeah. that's not your... The, I mean, I've seen you act, man. You can do way crazier stuff than what you do on Our Boys to Men, you know? Yeah. But anyway, let's just, let's just, lack of a better term, call it your big break. Our Boys to Men was the next big one. Yeah. Mm. You know, at the point of time, it was really tough. I was uh, freelancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was never really a lack of jobs, mm-hmm. but uh, as a freelancer, people tend to be really bad at payments. Right. So that you know that was really hard, you know. And I was like acting for about three to four years. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that you know, wow, this whole acting thing is getting really, really serious, and um, it's not easy at all, because mm-hmm. most of the time, you know, uh, people would like say, hey. Why don't you sign on to, you know, the bigger companies on TV? Sure. Uh, why don't you want to do that? But it doesn't happen. Yeah, fun one, they'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, you, it doesn't happen that way. You just mm-hmm. can't go up to them and say, hey, I want to be an artist. Actually, maybe maybe I'll take the chance, right, to just explain this for who, I mean, for when people are listening, right, these yeah. young aspiring actors and actresses, right, sure. is not as easy as you think, Yeah. right? Because it's like, 
it's a catch-22, right? They tell you most jobs like this, I will hire you if you have acting experience. Yeah. But the damn thing is, if you don't hire me in the first place, how do I even have acting experience, right? Yeah, and then you end up doing student films because you're like, oh, I got to put through put the show reel together. If you can edit, well played for you. But some people, some actors don't even know how to edit. So you end up doing short film after short film after short film. You don't know how to put your show reel together and you're lost. And you're like, look, I'm not from a, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, from what I understand, a lot of, you know, artists who make it far in, you know, certain industries, they're from like modeling companies or they're from like a talent contest or some beauty pageant or something like that. But if you're a dude like the same height as me, you're like what, 170, 172 or something? 169, like, yeah. Oh, 169, you know, you're, you're short, yeah, about yeah. my height. You're, you're a short dude. You're not exactly that kind of, you know, stereotypical like uh, Chinese movie star. If you're not like that, right, mm. bro, that that climb is a steep climb, man. It's not easy. It's a really, really hard climb because, uh, you know, there's television Mandarin. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my Mandarin is conversational. It's right. just that I can't read and uh-huh. uh, pronunciation is not but like... But Chenle Mandarin is different though, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah, man, it's different because I can't read the script and then my pronunciation is not up to game. Uh-huh. So it's really, really hard to land like good roles. Right, right. So the the thing is, the scene in Singapore, it's easy to get jobs, but it's hard to get good roles and a good script. Right. And you need that. And end of the day, if, even if you have a good script, you need to have a good product that mm-hmm. people have can have access to. Right. So that was when the big opportunity came in our boys to men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we didn't know that this movie is gonna be that big. Mm-hmm. It's gonna reach so many people, yeah. and uh, you know, really, just really bless it. Our people know, love it, man. Singaporean people love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's on Netflix and everything. Mm, yeah, it's um, still on today, man. On yeah. Netflix. I, I mean, I'm I'm real happy for you, man. When when that whole thing happened, and I knew you guys were doing great, it's like, oh man, I'm happy to see you know these guys do good, you know. And mm. and so after the movie came out, right? Like, um, so I I don't know if it, it works the same way, but usually when there's a hit that comes out, right? you know, the common people are like, okay, this guy made a big man. Oh man, he must have been rolling in million dollar bills. You know, now he's got so much money. But usually that's not the truth. Yeah. Usually you get your big break, but you're tied up with things like contracts or things like, you know, you, you're still trying to scrimp and save money. You know, it looks like, you know, from the outside, you look like this great success. But the truth, which I think many of us actors don't dare to say, is that I was still struggling, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, it it was it. I'm sure you went through a time that wasn't that easy as well, right? Yeah, it was like financially tough. Even though after the big break, mm-hmm. but that is also the beauty of an actor, mm. because when you get too stable, you get lazy, you get jaded. So kind of you sometimes you need that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's what like I mean. a fighter, man. Yeah, if you wake up in silk sheets, you're not gonna just not gonna be as good, man. Unless yeah, you're you need Floyd f- Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you need to fight that fight, man, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, in that sense, you know, as a fighter, as a martial artist myself, it really plays on together. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're comfortable, you start to get lazy. Yeah. When you're comfortable, you stop fighting. So you need that fight. Mm-hmm. Fight for yourself, fight for your family, and right now, fight for my wife and son. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's a, it's a whole new meaning to that, man. Mm. Actually, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because I was recent. I, I just had um, one of my friends who's a director on the podcast, right? And he was one of the first guys who actually put me on film, who he actually was like, hey, I want to direct something. Can you act in my short film, right? Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, man, actually one of my biggest, I'm not, I wouldn't say biggest regrets, but one of my bigger regrets in my life was how 
um, I felt like I didn't do it justice when I was doing TV shows like later on in my career. So what happened was, you know, when when you were when you first get TV shows, it was like for me, I was like I was like young, I was hungry, I was like, man, I'll what you want me to lose like two kgs for this thing? I'll, I'll do it, man. What you want me to shave my head? I'll do it for you, man, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I want what's best. You know, I would read, I was freaking read the script right over and over and over again. I'm like, I'm gonna try this and like ten different options, and let me try these choices, and you know, I'm gonna be the best guy on set. You you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly the same. Back thing. in those days, and. Back then, I was like, I was from theater as well, mm. and I was I was doing like productions with Pangdemonium, and Pangdemonium is a very disciplined um, theater company. Mm. So I was there taking these TV scripts and going, okay, where's the full the the period? The full stop is here. Okay, that means I need to pause, and then I have to do this, I have to do, and I, I enjoyed that process so much, man. Like I I was like. Back in the day, bro, like I remember playing this kid who was a suicidal kid Uh and I would actually like go to the edge of the building, right? And look over the edge to give me that feel of like, man, what does this feel like? What is it that pushes someone over the edge, you know? And I'd go visit like suicide like centers and ask them, you know, like what are the things that people do? What do they go through? You know, I used to character study so much. Yeah. Bro, fast forward to like me and Tang Lin. I had YouTube going, I had this going, I had that going, like commercials and this and that and so many things running that it was like the day before, I'm like, okay, let me read the script. I show up on set. I just feel like I cheated myself and the company of the opportunity that I didn't I didn't give it what I would have wished to give it, you know? You know what? Uh, what is similar is about us is that we were both freelancers mm-hmm. in the indie industry and then we went on to do like long-form dramas mm. so I could get exactly what you are saying. You know, yeah, you yeah. know how I feel, right? Back in the day when I was like auditioning or preparing for a character, I will say my lines in different tones, uh, different speeds, yeah, different pauses, you know, different variations of the character. Uh-huh. I'll get all these downs be all this down before the shoot or the audition. Yeah. But you know, four years I was in Kin, about three to point five years every day on set, almost every day. Wow. And that's when you don't have the luxury of time because it's complacency though as well. But Yeah, yeah, true. It's complacency. Um, because okay, you are on like a ten-hour shoot, and then you gotta yeah. go home mm-hmm. and read the lines for the next day. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you're not gonna have the luxury of time and mm-hmm. factor in like commitments of being a father, my business, mm-hmm. all the um, personal stuff that you need to handle. Mm-hmm. That is when I realize, wow, it's not complacency; mm-hmm. it's actually maturity of being an right. actor. Because okay. this is okay. how you make money. Yeah, this is how you it's like, freaking make money. It's like the business side and your artist side, they kind of meet a crossroad. Yeah, this right. is the meeting point. So, yeah, you just don't have that time, but you find a, a way to make it work. Yeah. So you you have different techniques of acting. Mm-hmm. Okay, perhaps you don't overstudy, over-research. It's, like, it's a safer option, would you say? Um, no, it's not really a safer option. Okay. It's more of like coming in on set uh-huh. Not exactly as a blank canvas, but you know your lines definitely. This is something you can't forget. Mm-hmm. But you are doing more listening. Right. You're okay. more doing more reaction. So right. it's less rehearsed based. It's more of reacting really. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's then when I when I learn how do you memorize so much lines mm-hmm. in such a short span of time and still make it work. Mm-hmm. So I think as actors, 
Life experiences are very important, oh, but work experience is also very important. If that, you get this two of these best of whole, uh, the two worlds. of world, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> best of both worlds, uh-huh. you can, you know, you're really like mature as an actor. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I I totally agree, hundred percent agree. I think like okay, so I would say Singapore is a bit of a different climate. The reason why I say this is because a lot of us are not film school trained. Yeah. We didn't go to acting school per se mm-hmm. to get into these roles. In fact, what we did was we found a break somewhere. Mm-hmm. We learned on the job. Mm-hmm. We quickly made all our mistakes, yeah. picked up on all our mistakes. Oh, this is what I need to clean up. Oh, this is what I need to do. You know, do our own homework, mm-hmm. learn from experience, fall where we need to fall, get up quickly, and then get shit done. And the people that learn faster from the mistakes, they're the ones that rise you know, further. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, one thing that you said about life experience I think it's very, very true, right? Like, um, I, I once asked um, my goddad, right? I was talking to my goddad, and I, I was like, how do, this is when I first got into acting, I said, how do I become a better actor? You know, because I was thinking like, okay, what do I do? Go in front of the mirror, practice being happy, practice being sad, practice looking jealous, or like, how do I memorize like huge chunks? You know, let me take it, let me, maybe I'll take a book or something. Let me try to remember this whole chunk, you know, and train my memory. But then my, my goddad said, this is very interesting. He says, if you want to be a better actor, you have to really live life, you know? And yeah. I was like, man, that's so true because you see a a very protected person, right? Let's say on an emotional scale, let's say we go around, I think you know where I'm going with yeah. this, but you go around life at like a level five. Mm-hmm. Some days you have a shitty day, you become like a level four or a three. Yeah. Sometimes you got a good day, you go to a six or a seven. But yeah. when you're acting, right? Act like films tv shows whatever content is usually not created over day-to-day life it's created over things that are extraordinary that are unusual you know that's why it's Mm. called a drama that's why it's called a film you know and so your character tends to have to experience emotions that range all the way to a one to a zero like deep 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 sadness all the way to like you know absolutely like 10 like beyond joyous you know and it's like if you've lived a life that you've had these ups and downs right your emotional vocabulary is so big that i think as an actor as well you have so much range to play with you agree that is exactly correct man you know Hmm. i guess uh you know i'm i'm 35 this year Mm-hmm. I must say, I kind of. you're old. 1987? Yeah. Oh, oh, same as me, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, we are the same age. Oh, we're, I always thought you're younger than me, man. No, man, I'm 87 as well, yeah. Yeah, I kind of think that I, I've left. You look young, though, I must say. You too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us look really, really young. That's the one. You know what it is, bro? Martial arts. Uh, has to be. And being married to great women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, you were saying, yeah. Yeah, I must say, I actually led like a colorful life. Mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. been through like a lot of ups and downs, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Good victories, big breaks, mm-hmm. uh, being kind of rich and successful before, but also like down in the slums, mm-hmm. heartbreaks, betrayal from people that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all this kind of stuff, you know, it really gives you that dimension, that emotional vocabulary that you mentioned to mm-hmm. tap onto. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes when you are doing a scene whereby it's kind of similar to something that happened in your life before, you know. Mm-hmm. It helps, mm-hmm. and you know, you know what I realized. You know, as a father now with a child, yeah, I was doing a scene in Kin. I mean, several scenes where I I had a daughter. It really, really helps. Ah. I could really feel that I'm really a father. I could cry now. I I wow. used to have difficulty Bro, with I, crying scenes. Yo, 
Okay. You, I could cry, but it doesn't look real. You, you, know? you know what? Like, I, I okay. Just to build on your point, right? I yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, but if right now I want to like just cry, mm. I think about how much my wife has sacrificed for me, or how much my wife. Or like what my wife does every day to show me love, bro. I can cry like in an instant, just like that. You know, it's like wow. our emotional vocabulary is so stretched. You know, it's like okay. I, I want to touch on this point though. I feel like our parents also loved us a lot, right? Yeah. All, 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 all our lives growing up, our parents loved us. They've doted on us, done so many great things. But only when we get married or have a child, we then understand like, oh shit, that's what they were doing the whole time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then when you see that, oh man, then the heart just, you know, it's so full and... Yeah, yeah, great, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a journey, man. Mm. Um, so... I, I think we uh, we we perhaps skipped over something that I'm a little bit curious about, right? Um, sure. be, before we go into like acting styles and all that, I wanted to ask you about something just because I asked Nazari about the same thing. Okay. Before you did any of Muay Thai and all that, you were doing something called Ninja Do. Yeah. Can I touch on that for a while? What, sure. What? Please tell us Ninja, Ninja Do. Ninja Do basically uh, in Chinese mm-hmm. is called Rinzi Dao. Okay. Rinzi is Ninja. Yeah, yeah Ninja. Yeah. Do, Dao as in Do, right? Do, yeah, okay, Do. Okay. Like Taekwondo, Dao, Tai Chun Dao. Kong Sou Dao, it's all the same Dao. Ren Zhe Dao, Way mm. of the Ninja. Oh, okay. So I actually saw like this. <laughs> Can you disappear? Uh, if I leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, I won't ask that again. Yeah, but okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, it's, it, well, okay, can I just prefix it by saying it's not what people think it is it's not climbing walls making smoke bombs and all that it is not that it is not right yeah so I saw like a banner on this like CC this community centers <laughs> okay and I guess I was like what 15 back then mm-hmm. and I really wanted to learn a martial art back in the day wow. I only know like taekwondo silat karate okay. and that's that's all okay and you know back in the day there are no martial art gyms or not that not of any that I it's know like of. you rent a CC kind of thing is that what you yeah mean? it's you know basically if you want to learn what martial art is these are the only offerings that you have man right. karate taekwondo silat and you learn them in the CC and you find a shifu and you, you go, yeah, by yeah. Anyway. yeah so I joined it when I was 15 because I was always getting into fights in school really were, yeah. you, were you a good kid in school I was a good kid but my friends a lot of my classmates <laughs> it's not, their fault man no, I think they're good guys, really okay. great guys, but a lot of them are involved in gangs. Oh. And, you know, like, when they're in gangs, you know, it's kind of like a group mentality. I see. And, um, and you know, they normally want, want to pick on the weak. Mm. And being like a really, you know, if, when you look really younger than your peers and weaker mm-hmm. looking than your peers, and when you're not in a gang, mm-hmm. you'll be picked on. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. I never run away. Huh. I always fight with them. Yeah, man. But I always lose. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. But I'll fight with bigger guys that are much bigger than me mm-hmm. and lose. But the thing is, I always tell myself, I would at least want to land a few punches on your face. Mm. I, would want, I, would, I know I'm going to lose. I, don't, I know I'm going to lose bad, but I also want to hurt them. <laughs> yeah. You want to make your point. Yeah, you I want to make my point okay. so you don't fuck with me ever. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have a fight. I know I'm going to lose. I know I'm going to be really hurt. Uh-huh. And I'm going to like regret this decision, but I'm mm. going to hurt you back. Huh. And that's how you earn respect. I didn't know actually I was good. This is actually about, this is actually being a martial artist without being a martial artist right. first. Right, okay. okay. So then on, I wanted to learn like uh, a real proper martial art. Okay. So I could okay. better defend myself. Okay. And I totally mistook this ninjado as ninjutsu. 
So what okay. ninja do is is actually a combination of different martial arts like karate, uh, taekwondo, hapkido, and a few other Japanese like judo stuff. And right. decide to combine it. And for what some reason, perhaps if they throw in a few like Japanese weapons like mm-hmm. the the sword, the the ninja stuff that you mm-hmm. see. Yeah. And then they decided to call it ninja do. And that was my first ever martial art. Yeah, I think, bro, that's something that people don't know about you is you're pretty mean on the nunchucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stick as well, bro. Um, I, I, I mean, I could do like uh, karma is the sickle. Karma, yeah, yeah. I could do nunchucks one or double. Yeah. Uh, the, the bow stuff, curly <laughs> uh, sticks. Yeah, I had a, like a styrofoam nunchuck in my house just like that I bought from like Decathlon. Decathlon. <laughs> It was just like sitting in my house. Then you picked it up and I was like, what the hell, man? You know how to do this shit? I'm like, okay, I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, talk, talking about boys fighting in school, right? Okay, I, I don't, perhaps this is a little bit controversial, but, you know, some people say, no, you should never fight in school. It's a bad thing, you know, and you get into trouble for it and all that. But, you know, part of me feels like you kind of need to fight when you're a boy in school. You know, I got into lots of fights and yeah. it was like, you know, sometimes it, it wasn't even like, you know, like, I don't like you, you know, I hate you, you've offended me. I mean, how much can you offend a young kid, right? It's more like, I don't like you, you know, you looked at me this way, you know, but somehow I think that whole, like, rough play and that kind of, like, wrestling as a child, it's it's like boys just kind of need to do that. You know what, uh, I, I think you're right, you know. You know, back in the day, we don't have social media. Yeah. And right now, the fight is people are becoming keyboard warriors. But they I don't think, like that, man. They take the fight online, they flame you, they show yeah. you like your friends and what. But back in the day, oh, that's weak, man. We've, it's all fisticuffs, man. That's right. We fight it out and then we what? We became friends. Yes. Yeah. Bro. So the, I think that's missing from society today. The key thing was mm-hmm. when I fought back, I actually earned the respect That's of those the one. gangsters and they became my friends. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. And even the people watching are like, wow, this guy really proved himself. You're right, because you, you never fight like uh, in a staircase alone just that's, by opponent. There's always an audience. That's right. And These are the guys from the different levels, the different classes. Yeah. I don't know why they're there, but you know, after the fight, respect is always shown. Hey bro, and they and they talk about it too. They tell their friends and the guys, yeah. Did you see did you see that guy Maxi? Yeah, he fought this dude. Yeah, he got hit a few times, but he put up a really good fight, you know? Yeah. And then that's currency, bro. Like I think okay, okay, <laughs> we're talking about currency back back in the schoolyard. You like, yeah. yeah, I had ten fights, you know, I'm like ten and oh in the schoolyard. But it gets you respect and yeah. like you know you know what, bro, what is the most like freaking like uh, like good awesome moment is when a guy like two years older than you, like okay, let's say you're in like grade three, this grade five comes up to you and goes Hey man, yeah, I heard of you. Even you know one of the guys who like fought and thing, and you're like, yeah, man, someone older than me like respects me. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that that's that's super missing, man. I, I feel like a lot of times like these days with social media, it's all about like you know I'm gonna do this and flame you and go behind your back and do this and that. But it's like there's so little actual confrontation of the person. I'm not saying you know fight the person or, or, or whatnot, right? But you see. I mean, this is going back to acting, right? It's like, why do why does one human being need to listen to another when you're having an argument? Because you are the only person, even though we're angry at each other, you're the only person who can give me what I want mm. is usually the point, right? Mm. And I think that's very interesting, you know, when you're off social media and you're, you're just one-on-one with a person, you know, which is why I don't like to like, WhatsApp argument with people. It's like, you're not happy with me? Let's meet face-to-face. I can see your body language. You can see my body language. We yeah. talk about it. And more often than not, these ones are the ones that end up with, 
bro, we were so stupid, man. Let's go grab a beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Good times, good times. All right. Back to the topic. So afterwards, I went to learn ninja though. Yes. So I could like better whoop their asses. Okay. But then again, it is when learning martial arts, I picked up different values. Makes you peaceful. Makes me peaceful. Yes. Makes me not want to fight. Makes me learn how to not give up. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, yeah. So end of the day, I got to learn all these values. And with all this new set of skills, right? Yeah. They don't want to fight with me. They say, we can't fight with you because you know how to fight. It's not fair. Right. And that is when self-defense already works. Right. You have already achieved your goal of protecting yourself. Yeah. I thought that protecting myself means like blocking punches, uh, punching them and kicking them. Uh-huh. But self-defense also means where they stop wanting to pick fights with you. Mm-hmm. You know, very, you know I, I, I think about it this way as well. It's like, you know, we talk about like, what is the value in learning martial arts, right? Some people will say, right, okay, these days, like in Singapore, it's very, you know, you, you go out there, if you hit someone, you go to jail, you know, you do anything like this, you know, you, you get into trouble, you get in any altercation, both of you are at fault and this and that. But mm. I think martial arts goes beyond that. You mm. know, it's almost this this feeling of like, if I do get into trouble, any altercation, I know that I can handle myself. That's right. And therefore, you kind of go around with this feeling of, I, confidence, okay, confidence. Yes, I would say not arrogance, but confidence and a feeling of like you are sufficient. You feel like I don't need to fuck with you. I don't need to do anything bad. I don't need to grab, grab attention from all these places because I am sufficient. And somehow when you meet someone who is sufficient, you you just don't feel the necessity to mess with them. Yeah. Right? You don't want to fight too. Yes, yeah. and there's no need, you know. <laughs> yeah. How's your martial art journey right now, though? You you still training frequently? Uh, the past year has been tough. Okay. Because of filming, mm-hmm. um, parenting, and uh, my business, mm-hmm. so I want to start like this year. You know, rededicating myself to martial arts. Uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. back at Evolve. I just went training yesterday. Okay. And this like my first training in this year. Uh huh. And I'm looking forward to be more like. Heading down there, training more often. Do you feel your age, bro? I do feel my age, man. Okay. Like, do, what, do you heal slower or what? Heal slower and uh, it take more time to recover. But this is also perhaps due to like, I wasn't like conditioned mm-hmm. as before, mm-hmm. you know, like fight camp and back when I was training like many times a week. Right. So let's see, let's see. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, training a few times, you know. A- actually, okay. some, some, I mean, we got so many things in common, right? But one, one of the things that we dif- differ in, right, is yeah. that I'm very much a grappler. Like I, I'm not only a grappler, like I sh- striking is my main thing, mm. but I really enjoy grappling. Like, I enjoy it so much. Like I do BJJ all the time, MMA, like no-gi grappling as well. I love no-gi grappling so much as well. Mm. Um, you, you aren't into like the grappling side of things. Like, is there a reason for that or are you just more attracted to that striking so you enjoy hugging a lot more than kissing uh yes for I me do. it's like kissing and oh I, you like the you don't like the the hugging part <laughs> yeah no i think uh, actually i done bjj before okay i was training bjj wow it was like more than 15 years ago okay and uh, i learned from this guy i think he was only a purple back a purple belt back then. But back then, a purple belt is like... He's the highest ranking uh, guy in Singapore. Right, right. And uh, yeah, so I actually did like um, six months of BJJ. Okay. And a couple of classes in Evolve. Okay. Yeah, but you know... Not really a thing or what? Not really my thing. I mean, okay. it's good to know how to defend yourself on the ground. Mm-hmm. 
But all in all, I always feel that I'm actually a striker. Right. Yeah. Strike and move. Strike and move. That's my thing. Strike first. Strike hard. I, yeah. You you gave me Cobra Kai the 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 thumb drive. I I think was it you? I think so. I think yeah, it was you me. like transferred me like Cobra Kai. It's like strike first. Strike. I I don't know the saying, but um, mm. you know, the the reason why I ask you right? No mercy. Big, no mercy. Oh, that's right. Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy. Something like yeah. that. Um, so the reason why I ask though is 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 not really you know a, a style thing, but. For me, I feel like there's a beauty in grappling. In that, as you get older, right? Like, okay, I'm only like I'm only 34, right? But I am at this age where I don't enjoy impact as much. Like, not impact MMA. I love my I love my gym impact MMA. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't like feeling like. Hitting things. I don't like to feel that hard contact. I don't like to slam my shin into stuff. I don't like clashing fists with people. I like grappling because in grappling, like, I am, I am really pushed in cardio. You know, I'm going for, you know, I'm going 100%. The other dude's going 100%. But we don't kind of have as much like impact. Yeah, I mean, we get like sore necks and all that. But the impact injury is kind of not there. And so I feel it's. I don't know. It's kind of. I, I, I like it. I like it. I I know what you mean. It's kind of in a more. Controlled, gentle way. In in some ways, yeah, and it still gives you a good workout. And there's a lot of beautiful technique in BJJ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, and anyway, but I always say this when people uh, when I when I talk to people and they ask me like, what martial art do you recommend me to do? I always say, well, what are your goals? Right? Yeah. Are you talking self defense? Yeah, probably BJJ. But if you're talking to me about like, hey, I want to be like a uh, I want to be a really good on screen fighter. You know, I want to make action films. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably I, I I won't recommend BJJ. You yeah. know, a lot of people give me the example of Donnie Yen and Flashpoint to say, you know, BJJ can look good, you know, but somehow, bro, when you put someone in a triangle and you put that on screen, man, it just doesn't translate. You it know? just doesn't. It's, yeah, it's, it's just different. You know. Yeah. I mean, that that's just my point. Um, and you just now you're talking about your business. Mm-hmm. You know, I find this very very cool. Uh, I did I did a business venture in food as well last time, mm-hmm. um, but after a while, I was like, oh, this is too much work, and I stopped it. But um. I'm like me, I think your your food business. No, no, I think your food business is very, very successful. Thank so I you. wonder if you could just you know share a little bit about eat my LJ. Well, uh, basically eat my LJ. Yeah, it stands for 吃我辣椒. Okay, <laughs> so LJ stands for 辣椒. Right, right. And that's what I thought the first time I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what else could it be? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So is that is the first ever snack that is made entirely from the chili itself. It is also really? made in Singapore. Uh, it tastes good, by the way. I tried it. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. So I think it, it, the taste has uh, improved over the last time we have tried it. Okay. So I got uh, even improved recipe. Oh wow! And actually, I just opened my new store. It's at uh, Eatbox. It's called Eatbox. Yeah. Oh, where is this? It's like a food mall in Take Place. Okay. Uh, just outside Rojo MRT. I have to go check it out. Yeah, you know Eatbox. Have you heard of Eatbox? It's like the boutique version, uh, like Heartbox. a pasar malam in okay. Thailand. Okay, okay. It's really okay. big there. Okay. And they had it in Singapore for a while. Mm-hmm. Then somehow they changed the name to Eat Box because they want to feature like you know all the hipster food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess quite appropriate like, to your tagline. Yes. Yeah, I'm the Eat Bro. You are the Eat Bro. Operating yes. Eat My LJ. Okay. In the Eat Box. Okay. So that doesn't get better than that, bro. Yeah, it's all a <laughs> wow. I don't even plan this, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it my LJ wasn't the name that which I 
coined. Okay. It was actually came from my partner. He came up to me with this name. Okay. So, you know, just look at how things, how nicely things have linked yeah. up. Bro, God's good in your life, man, I, I must say. Yes. Yeah. Um, can, can I ask, like, are, are you in charge of more the marketing and the publicity of it? Or do you actually get into the creation of this, this snack? The creation, yeah, uh, I guess kind of. Okay. I was the the food tester at first. Okay. My friend, he'll be like cooking all this chili and, well, it's a tough job, man. Mm-hmm. Because we got to de-seed the chili and it burns. It right. goes in your fingers. Uh, right. And we are like discovering new ways and better ways to de-seed the chili because it's a really painstaking process. Okay. And they got frying and oh, so all this chili fumes in uh, yeah in the facility where we make oh, them. Yeah. Okay. And you're, you're eating? You, you said you open a, a, a store. Mm. And what does that one serve? Oh, we serve bar snacks, uh, okay. beers. Okay. And uh, basically, it's the, the main place where I manufacture my snacks from now on. Right. Okay, okay. So you've, you've kind of gone from like manufacturing out of like a kitchen per se, mm-hmm. and then into like, uh, I'm going to make my snack business into like a uh, like a legit brick and mortar store that people can come in and yeah and dine at and okay mm-hmm. right right can, can i i mean for for people listening right it's like i think it's important though to kind of share that you know the, the way i look at you now you look like a you're not a finished painting right because you got lots of amazing stuff still lined up in your life but it's like i see maxi as like okay this guy's got it all under control man he's like he's like married you know he's got a a wonderful son you know he's got his business he acts and everything you know people see all that good side of it you know but i think it's important to say that actually you tried other business ventures as well yeah right and and not not all of them picked up and not all of them did well yeah yeah. right you know so i I think it's also uh, important to like encourage them people who are listening right or or the the good people who are listening that though maxi sounds like he has everything under control it's like it took a while man it took a lot a long time it took a sacrifice man so you know i think when i don't know what kind of advice you'd give but it's like if you're a young dude man and you're striving and you're just like in some shitty place and the business is working and you know it's like i I, like i kind of feel like saying like hang in there you know it's gonna work out man there's gonna there's gonna be a way right yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, so, so this is like advice for the young? Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought of it. But yeah, please share if you have any advice. Uh, the advice is don't be afraid of failing. Mm. Don't waste time. Be productive. Make every second count. Like what you say, you don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Just be productive, man. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you need to give up, you still have to give up to cut your losses. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to give up. But don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. And uh, don't be afraid of trying. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't really need a lot of supporters at the start, but mm-hmm. you just don't give up on yourself. Right. Yeah, don't look down on yourself as well. I, I, I totally agree, man. I think life is almost like, as I, as I get older, like life is almost an art of how well you can make mistakes. And yeah. then, you know, I, I mean, recover is a good word, but it's almost like, what are the revelations you can get out of that mistake, you know, or that fall, you know? Things fail in life and it's like, mm-hmm. how do you learn and how do you go forward? How do you take these, um, you know, values and, and, and whatnot, right? Uh, you, you were talking about support for a second, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, one thing that, that I think is very important is like very often, like let's talk even from a content creator perspective, sure. right? Most, most of the time when people um, start off in the industry, in the entertainment industry, you mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, you know, when's my big break? When's my big break, you know? But 
I think till this day, you'd probably agree with me that if you look back at it, right, those people that supported you, right, are your close friends and your family, actually, who began to support you. And then from there, they told their friends and they told their friends and family. And that's how it kind of grew, you know. I think a lot of people fantasize that I'm going to, you know, make a video or I'm going to post something and like some kid out of nowhere is going to like be like, this is amazing. And I'm going to, you know, it doesn't work like that. You know, it always starts small and then it builds and it builds. And, you know, it it takes a while. It takes takes a good while to get a good thing going, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, man. (laughs) <laughs> Just got to be patient, man. You know, uh, you're not going to get all the support you can get. But mm-hmm. for whatever support that you can get, mm-hmm. hang on to those. What yeah. What are your parents like with your career and your choices? Well, honestly, they didn't support me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, straight up. They... Maybe, okay. I, I, maybe, maybe don't support me is not the word. But maybe it could, like similar to me, I always felt like, oh, my parents didn't support me. But I think rather than that, our parents were probably concerned. Let me rephrase that. I think okay. they were supportive in a different way. They wanted mm. me to. They want to. They supported me in a way whereby they want me to like get a stable job, yes. like an eight to five, Be- earn a proper salary, go to the. the Take a degree, you know. Yes. Okay. Like, imagine if right now, right, Rain is like, Rain's like, I want to be a professional gamer. I don't want to go to school anymore. You'd be like, Shut the fuck up. Go back to school, man. Like, you can't just do that. Actually, no. No. Oh, you would say go game. Yeah, go game, man. Really? But go, go, go get your shit done. Go get your studies done. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you go game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm the same way as well. Like, if because my kids like, I yeah. never fuck on my studies. Mm. I'm, I didn't get like super good grades. I never fail any subjects. Right. I always make sure I get my studies done. Then I do what I need to do. That's very because fair. you need to get that freaking base. That's very fair. Don't That's tell me you want to like be an entrepreneur, but yeah, you only got like a premise six education. That doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. Not that it's not possible, but it's like I, I feel like, you know, I, I always go with this theory, right? I, I made it all the way to university. And I feel that though I didn't enjoy like the studying process, I, I enjoyed school. I didn't enjoy the studying process. But I feel like look, if if you are disciplined enough to do your schoolwork, right? Mm. And yet have enough time and good time management that you want to do something so bad like martial arts and you still find that time to be a damn good martial artist while you can still study. Imagine after you graduate and you have all the damn time to do all the martial arts you want. How amazing are you going to be? That's right. right, And I feel very often this is a transferable skill. Mm. You got good time management. Maybe you're doing like martial arts and maybe school at the time. You know how to manage well. You know, you do all these things well. You know how to be passionate yet like controlled. When you go, it doesn't matter what you do, man. You can pick another job completely unrelated. You bring in that same attitude, that same dedication. That same self-discipline. That's right. You can succeed in like um, other things. Man, this is starting to sound cheap man as if we're like a motivational talking channel <laughs> um hey man yeah we we got through a shitload of stuff man um well we're i think we're like an hour or somewhere over an hour let me just check what the time is yeah man we um we've hit an hour bro i don't want you to i don't want to hold you back from from anything so um yeah i think we we need to call it reps this time but okay. um this is this is just the first time man i think we just touch the tip of the iceberg yeah uh, let's go so, deeper in the dinks yeah man like i, I, w- I want to catch up more and uh, let's train together yeah uh, we haven't caught up in a while but yeah let's let's train together man i i, I want to talk to you about you know all these other things and also even about your faith as well you know i think that's something that's very very interesting maybe yeah. people don't get to hear about you talk about it that often they, they hear you talk about it you know mm. but you know how you how you came to it you know and how you know life is treating you and marriage life and marriage advice and child advice you know i think this would be all great but let's just take it as this was just a teaser and a trailer uh, uh, for more yet to come with mr maxi lim um 
yeah bro any last words anything you wanted to fill in yeah thanks for having me and uh, hope to see you guys again in this what podcast a, what a pleasure guys thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you soon bye bye